So we are separated to him. Yeah. He bought us. We are his now. Yeah. We are not our own. Mm-hmm. As a new Christian, you can't do everything you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your flesh may want to go and party and yeah. and do sinful things. You know, but the the Bible says the pleasure of sin is good, but only, only for, for a season. season. So it may be good, but it's not going to last. Yeah. The fun will fade away, mm-hmm. and you will be left empty yeah. and devastated again. Yes. So, in um, being separated, I'm talking about holiness inside. Back to the subject. We must be pure inside. In Psalms 101 and 3, I love this. It says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave unto me. Mm. So, it's very important what we see. Yes. What we put into our body. Mm-hmm. In the Old Testament, it was meats and things that were bad for you physically for your body mm-hmm. or maybe not as healthy. Yeah. But now, God says, I've considered all clean. Mm-hmm. So, but now, he's talking about holiness separation mm-hmm. and what defiles you spiritually. Spiritually, yeah. What defiles you spiritually? Sin. Mm-hmm. What is sin? He said, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Okay, let's get on the subject of television. Yeah. Or internet. Uh-huh. Or bad books. Yep. Or listening to your friend's gossip. Mm-hmm. It's all in the same category. Yes. I will set no wicked thing before my ears, before my eyes, before my hands. Everywhere that surrounds you. I will set no wicked thing. That means I'm not going to sit there and let it tempt me. Yeah. Like Joseph with Potiphar's wife. You're going to run away from mm-hmm. that temptation. Run away from it. Flee. Get away from it. If it's causing you to sin... Throw it out the door. Throw it in the trash. If those magazines are causing you to sin and lust or... Throw it in the garbage. Or it's causing you to think (coughs) things that is not godly. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. Then throw it out. Yeah. You know? Because there are things that, you know, when when we deal on those stuff, like when we watch something on the television or we read something, we listen to something, it will cause your mind to think bad stuff. That's why that verse is very important to put in mind. Don't put anything wicked in front of you. It doesn't necessarily mean that everything that you see, but also what you put in your ears, you know, it will be constant in your brain because, you know, when you're listening to music, it will stay in your mind for weeks. Yes. And music has spirits behind it. It has spirits. So be careful of what you listen to. Yes. And talking about music, I've heard one pastor say whenever their son would listen to a certain kind of music or a certain song, it would make his attitude change completely. Mm -hmm. There are spirits behind music there. And we should not be, as a new Christian, we should not be watching things that have everything the Bible talks against. Yeah. You should not be watching movies with homosexuality in them. Fornication Adultery, fornication, lying, stealing. Gossiping. All of those things. All of it. Yeah. It's all corrupt. 
And mm-hmm. you look at Hollywood today, it's yeah. not like it was years mm-hmm. ago. Years ago, you things like that was not even allowed on television. Mm-hmm. Years yeah. ago, like in the 1950s and 60s, you weren't allowed to even show a woman and a man in the same bed together, even if they were married. Yeah. They had to be in separate beds. Yeah. And it's just like now you look at how how far the world has come today. Yeah. And that was Hollywood. Yeah. But it's not holy. It's not holy. It's not holy. Even if they say it's uh what how do they say this when you're watching movies um uh, I forgot the term. Because they say it's like for family. Yes, family oriented. Family oriented movies, but you'll see people having you know, something with someone or gossiping or those things. It, they might not show the scene, yes. but the way they act. Well, I've even had um, kids in Sunday school, you know, they don't know anything about the Bible. And so when you're talking about like David and Goliath, and it talks about the violent of the David slinging the slingshot and yeah. hitting Goliath and then it cuts his head off and... Mm-hmm. And the parents are like, oh my goodness, that's so violent. Don't teach that to my kids. Mm-hmm. But then we go back home and they're watching bombs blow up and yeah. people with blood all splatter. Yeah. It's like, and let them play BUBG. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's guns there and they're fighting and, you know, I'm just... I mean, it's, it's just the world has yeah. desensitized itself yeah. to where they don't think anything of it. But when yeah. it comes to the Word of God... Mm-hmm. They don't want it. Yeah, and we must be holy. Set no wicked thing before your eyes. Yeah. If it's causing you to sin, if it's not holy, mm-hmm. if you could not play that in the church, no then way. don't do it in your home. True. Your home should be also a holy place. Yeah, it started always at home. Yes, and don't wait for the pastor to teach your kids. Teach. Yeah. Your kids at home. That's yeah. where it starts. Yeah. Everything starts at home. Yes. So Exodus 23 and 2 says, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil, neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. So don't follow the multitude. Don't go with the crowd. Yeah. I know a lot of people, especially young teenagers, Mom, but my friends are all doing it. Everyone else is doing it. Yeah. You know, when I heard my mom and I told my mom and dad that, they'd be like, well, you're not everyone else. Yeah. You know, you're different. You're set apart. You're supposed to be holy. You're mm-hmm. not like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and when we're separate, even Peter, I think, yeah, it was first Peter. It called us a peculiar, peculiar. people, a holy nation, a, a royal priesthood. We're royal. Yeah. Did you know you're a princess? Yes, now I do. <laughs> you're the daughter of a king. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> now I knew. <laughs> and so when you really, really think about it, okay, think about a royal couple today. For instance, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. When she was asking a television interview, why don't you dress like the women of the world? Why don't you dress in pants? Mm. Why don't you... Um, why do you always wear the same skirt suits? And mm-hmm. why do you portray yourself like that? Yeah. And you wear your hats and all mm-hmm. of that. And she, she, she said, 
something that really stood out to me, and she said, I'm royalty. They're mm-hmm. common. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like everyone else. Yeah. And when we get the mindset where we need to have the confidence in ourselves to say, I'm royal, there's something about me that God sees, God's doing something in me, and I'm not putting myself down in common people's level. Level. I'm yeah. not doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not dressing like they're dressing. Yeah. I'm not talking like they're talking. I'm mm-hmm. not doing the things that they do. Yeah. Like you will do away all the past things that you're doing before because you're now in a new life. Yes. You're in the Christian life that those things are not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be doing anymore. And God's main purpose is for you to glorify Him yeah. and bring praises to Him and be a holy temple. It says that your body is the temple of the, the Holy, holy Ghost. Ghost. It don't dwell in a, a building. Holy, yeah. It dwells in us. Yeah. So if we are supposed to have the Holy Ghost inside of us, inside of us should be holy. Yeah. You know, that's why in the tabernacle of Moses, mm-hmm. no one can enter to the Holy of Holies if they are not pure. Yes. If they have not cleansed themselves. That's why it's very important that our inside is clean because the Holy Ghost will not be in an unclean heart. And yes, that is so true. And I want to add, it also matters who you hang out, hang out with, yeah. who your friends are. Yeah. In Deuteronomy 12 and 30, it says, Take heed to thyself that thou be not snared by following them after that they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, how do these nations serve their gods? Even so I will do likewise. Mm-hmm. Even the, in the New Testament, it says that evil co- communications corrupt, corrupt good manners. If you hang around with people that serve other gods, just give it time, you will be serving them too. Yeah, The same thing would happen with the Israelites. When God said, don't be like those Canaanites. Don't be like those Amorites. I will lead you all the way to the promised land. Yes. But don't be like them. Yes. I yes. will let you conquer them, but don't serve their gods. Right. So that's why we are called separated. We do, once we get out of that old ways and become new, mm-hmm. into the new birth, we're in the new birth. Mm-hmm. We don't do what we were doing before and we don't mingle to the, with the people that will bring us back. Yes, we have to witness to them, but not to the point that we hang out all the time with them. And we, you know, the brushing of their attitude will yes. get into us. Like when you hang around negative people, you mm. start thinking negative. Yeah. When you start hanging around people that complain, you start complaining yeah. and you're not even thinking about mm. it. But it's what you surround yourself with. That's yeah. what you're going to be. Yeah. So be careful who you surround. Especially. It's like you are what you eat. <laughs> yeah. So be careful who you surround yourself with. Especially for the new believers or the new, new, new converts. Yes. And even like King Solomon. He was the wisest man <laughs> that ever lived. Yeah. There will none be even greater after him. Yeah. And even he failed. Yeah. At that, because he married so many women that enticed him to serve their gods. Yeah. That even though he knew what was right, he did not apply it to himself. He did not apply that. So that proves right there that wisdom does not save you. No. Your knowledge does mm-hmm. not save you. You can have all the knowledge and wisdom of the world, but it will not save you if you don't apply it. Yeah. 
to your life. Especially the knowledge and wisdom from God. Yes. That's, that's the important thing that we have to have. Yes. The knowledge and wisdom from God. Yes. Not of this world. Because if of this world, it will not help us. Yes. And in Proverbs 1 and 10, it says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Don't consent. If your friends, oh, you know, it's okay. Take a smoke. Take take a drink. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. No, no one's here, just me and you. Yeah. Or watch this dirty movie with us. Yeah. It says don't even don't. let them, don't consent to their enticing. Yeah. Don't even. Say they're, they're no going to, and run away. They're going to entice yeah. you. It says sinners are going to entice yeah. you. They will tell you, no, it's fine. It's fine. No one will know. But God knows. <laughs> Proverbs 24 and 1 says, be not thou envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. Yeah. Your desire should not be with the people of the world more than the people of God. Yeah. Stay in fellowship with the people of mm. God because it will help grow. Yeah. Iron sharpeneth iron. Yeah. When you're together, yeah. your conversations and everything, yeah. it just turns into all about God. Yeah. And you start just encouraging each other and uplifting mm-hmm. each other, and you leave feeling good, feeling yeah. refreshed and renewed, and that's true. Strengthened. That's true because when when you are when you mingle with the world as a new convert, you will be easily deceived. Yes. That's why the holiness that should be in you becomes unholy. Yes. So we are not of this world. We're just living in this world, yeah. but we're, we're not of them. Through. Yeah. So we have to be separated. Yeah. In 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, it says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? Yeah. And what communion hath light with darkness? Yep. That's also talking about our relationships with others. <laughs> Especially if you're, you people out there are trying to be in a relationship with the opposite Sex or gender? Yes. Be careful. <laughs> or any gender. Any How gen- many are there now? There's only, I don't know. <laughs> they say there's a lot of gender. There's, there's two genders only, a male and a female. But if you will have a relationship with either one, be careful. If you're in the church, don't, don't get a relationship outside the church. Exactly. Because it will mess your relationship with God. You know, I've seen it time and time again. And speaking from not experience of my own, but from the experience of others Mm -hmm. and seeing the consequences and what happens down the road, Mm -hmm. this is not a good thing. No. Because when you want to live for God, your husband is going to want your time, your affection, and wanting you, oh, we need to go here. We need to go do this. No, Mm -hmm. I have church. Mm -hmm. He's not going, and sometimes he may respect you going to church and giving you that time Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to your children when you try to teach your children what is right and then your husband goes and teaches them no it's okay you can do it there will be a conflict there is a conflict then your children must come of age and decide they will be confused as well (laughs) and it's not a good atmosphere to raise children in because there will be so much confrontation conflict it's just it's not a good atmosphere yeah. for because there will be always a fight because yes. you as a christian wants to live for god in your it's your like partner. a tug of war yeah so yes. don't yoke yourselves with unbelievers it's yes. very important and ephesians 5 and 11 
have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of the darkness, but rather reprove them. And Colossians 3 and 2, set your affections on things above, not on the earth. Amen. Make sure your desires are in the right place. Mm-hmm. Be holy is yes. what that saying. Be just be holy. Yeah. Be separate. Be yeah. pure. Be true yeah. in everything. This holiness topic we're just it's talking about. You know, <laughs> it's just the the inner part of holiness. We haven't yes. touched the part of holiness out, outside. And Colossians 3 and 8, this is a very good one. Mm-hmm. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Amen. You have to take it out. <laughs> that last one is very important. Yeah. If, if you don't cuss in your language, you don't cuss in another language. That's true. It's not, just because it's a different language, you have to say no. God understands no. them all. Yeah. God is the one who divided all the tongues. If you swear to God in... You one language, do. and it's yeah. wrong to swear to God in another language. There's something wrong. God understands it mm. all. Because he's the one who divide yeah. all those languages. They don't, that, <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're allowed to say that just because that's not your language. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Yes. And we must put away all these things from our lives. Yeah. Yes, sometimes we get angry. But the Bible says you can be angry. It's an emotion. And we are like God. Yeah. We're built. But we're built in the image of God. We're created in the image of God. He created us. He yeah. created us with emotions. Yeah. He created us the emotion to get angry. Yeah. Even God got angry. He, yeah. The Bible says He's angry with the wicked every day. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says sin not. Yeah. With that. Don't react in sin. Mm-hmm. But react holy. Yeah. Like when we get angry, don't curse. Yes. Don't say bad words or don't hit anyone because yes. you're, you're going to sin. Yes, and I've never had that problem uh, about being angry and trying to control my emotions until I moved to Jordan. <laughs> uh, anyone that's only... been here will understand. Yep. If, you don't, if you've not been in Jordan and you don't know, then it's yeah. okay. <laughs> but, yeah. But there will be a time in your life, if you're not from here, if you're not here in Jordan, there will be a time in your life that you will face such anger that you never faced before. Yes, and the frustration. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with um, the vexation of the spirits. Mm. It's a spiritual warfare. Yeah. And the frustration is not only a physical thing. No. There's people out there in the world. They're not fighting like we are. Yeah, they don't. They're not frustrated like we are. Mm-mm. The sin around them doesn't bother them like it no. bothers us. And like Sodom and Gomorrah was with, with Lot. Yeah. Lot knew what was right. He was trying to live holy in an ungodly and unholy atmosphere, and it just it made it's him frustrated. So, it vexed his struggle. Soul. <laughs> it's a yes. struggle. So, Second Timothy two and four. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a good soldier, or to be a soldier. Mm-hmm. Titus 2 and 11 through 12. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, mm-hmm. teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we need to set apart, be holy. And um, 
be concentrated into God. Yeah, it's very yes. important. That's why this this topic it's very vital in our walk with God because yes. holiness. If you're not holy, you will not see the Lord. First John 2 and 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, in, in order to be holy, we must love God, mm -hmm. obey Him, be pure without sin, and set apart. So, what is sin? Well, in Revelations 21 and 8, it says, But the fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake with burneth, that burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Mm -hmm. So what is sin? It names it right there. Yeah. A few of them. Yeah, a few of them. Yes. So we should be holy inside, because yes. what is inside will show up on the outside. Yeah. Okay, so does that mean we have to be holy outside? Yes. Our apparel and adornment should glorify God in the Christ that's in us. Mm -hmm. When you work at a hotel or a restaurant, they tell you to put on a uniform, correct? Yes, yes. Can you wear whatever you want? No. Why not? Because it's not the standard of the hotel. So what is the standard of the church of God's people? To be holy. And to dress holy. Dress holy. We are not to dress like a prostitute on the street. Mm -hmm. We are not to dress like those of the opposite sex. Yeah. We are not to dress those to entice people to lust. Mm -hmm. That's true. You, so, know, you know, while I was reading the book of uh, Pastor Dog Hanscom, it says there in the book of now, mm -hmm. are ye the sons of God? It says there, because we're talking about yes. uniform. It says there, in reality, a costume is put on to pretend to be a particular individual. Mm -hmm. When a person puts on a real uniform, it automatically becomes their identity. It's the same thing when we put on Christ. That's good. Yeah. Because when we put on Christ, we show who He is. God yes. is holy, so we put on His holiness, yes. the holy garments. That's why you will see women in the church wearing holy clothing. Yes. Not revealing. You won't see them showing their cleavage or their skirts all the way up to their knees. And when they... You, you will not see holy person wearing like that. You know for a fact, if a person is holy, you will just see the way how they present themselves. Yes, and the world knows what holy... Yeah. The, the world the knows cow. what holy attire and mm -hmm. apparel means. Mm -hmm. If you go to Israel... Yeah. This day, yeah. today, if you go to Israel to the holy sites, mm -hmm. it has a sign that before you enter this holy site mm -hmm. where Jesus stood, you have to cover yourself. or where Je Jesus was, you have to cover yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I didn't have to do anything to my garment because mm -hmm. I was holy. I mm -hmm. had my sleeves down to where they should be. Mm -hmm. I had my skirt where it should be. And so I stood there and I was waiting on my husband uh, to um, catch up because I think he went to park the car. Mm -hmm. And so we were standing there and I watched as a lady or woman, whatever, come up uh, and she saw the sign. And I guess she thought, well, I guess I could just go on through because 
you know, yeah, she's a I got to catch up. Yeah, I'm a yeah. tourist. You know, this is not me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm an outsider. Yeah. But their perception was you're entering our holy place and you need to cover yourself. Yeah. We don't care who you are mm -hmm. because it's a form of respect. And you know, when you go back to the Old Testament, Israel, the Israelites, when it comes to holiness, it needs to be followed. Yes, even if you are a stranger. Mm -hmm. foreigner, if you're a stranger, you're still, because even the sojourners, yes, those that they came out from them with them, the Egyptians, yes, those that are they, not of the Jews, they have to go with what their their standards. Yes. And they, so they, they yeah. cannot get by with their own standards. They have to follow their standards. Yes, that's right. And so I saw this woman come up, and so the man standing there handed her a scarf. Mm -hmm. And I, I really, I was wondering what the scarves were for. And she got the scarf and he told her, cover up your legs. She had shorts on. Oh. You are not allowed to wear shorts nope. to the holy sites. That is very unholy. Yes. Cover your nakedness. Mm -hmm. Even the Bible tells you nakedness is like showing your thigh. Yeah. It, it, it gives boundaries mm -hmm. of where it should stop mm -hmm. and where you should draw the line. Mm -hmm. But I saw her wrap the scarf around her waist and tie it. Mm -hmm. And then she had it covering her legs yeah. so she could enter into this holy site. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about it. Jesus used to be there. Yeah. He used to walk these steps. Yeah. He walked this same road. And they say it's a holy site. Yeah. But Jesus is alive now. Mm -hmm. He's alive in my heart. Yeah. So if he's alive inside of me and he's in the church building, his presence is here. Mm -hmm. So shouldn't we come to church holy? Of course. Shouldn't our temple be holy? Of if course. we have to enter where Jesus used to be and Jesus is still living inside of us, yeah. we should be also be holy. That's right. And that really, I, I was just so astonished. And I, yeah. I, was, I was glad that they yeah. were doing this because it really showed me the world without the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. the world who don't even believe in Jesus, yeah. they know what the standard of holiness is. Yeah, that's why those people that will read the Bible, will get the understanding that holiness is still necessary at this time. Yes. Because even where, where Jesus was, mm -hmm. holiness is still, is still the standard. Yes. Even if, let's say, those places are, you know, ruled by the Muslims. Yes. I think they are the ones who's uh, having, I don't know, whatever. But when it comes to holiness, they still abide with it. Yes. They're, they cannot just go by the world standard. There's a form of respect yeah, there. Yeah, there's a respect. Even though they don't agree with it. Yeah. Yes, holiness should never just be a doctrine of which you adhere outwardly because that's what my pastor teaches mm -hmm. or that's what my church believes. Mm -hmm. You should never, ever say these things or believe these things. Mm -hmm. Holiness is an attitude of the heart that desires to be just like God. Yeah. Whether that means being unlike the world around you or even unlike other young people in your own youth group. Mm -hmm. That old Sunday school song, I've got something on the inside that's showing up on the outside, mm -hmm. remains true today as it was when it was first sung. Yeah. Genuine, genuine inner holiness will always be manifested outwardly, not only by how you look and dress, but also by your behavior and relationships. In Deuteronomy 22 and 5, it says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, 
<laughs> and a man shall not wear a woman's garment, for all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord that God. Amen, amen to that. Can you repeat that verse again? <laughs> sure. Deuteronomy 22 and 5. Yeah. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for it is an abomination unto the Lord that God. That's from the Old Testament, and it, it's still applied till now. God detests it. Yeah, he, he hates it. it. He hates it. He's angry if you wear things like and that. And one of those abominations, it says the abominable will enter into the lake of fire. Yeah. So this just is read the that. abominable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this includes... Anything that God hates will go straight to hell. Yes. So, you know, what you wear still... It matters. It matters. It matters if you're... Let's say you're going to the church for almost 50 years, mm -hmm. but you're not abiding to the standards of God when it comes to your, your dress codes. Yes. Still, you will go straight to hell. Even if you're following all those laws and those all those commandments. Yes. But if your outward... Appearance doesn't show the holiness still. Women did not still start wearing pants until 1920, the, the early 1900s. Yeah. And they started wearing pants to prove that they could vote like a man, that they could work like a man, and that they should have the same rights as a man. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can vote. I, I believe a woman can vote, and she has the right to vote and have her own opinion. Yes, I believe that a woman should be able to work or have a job if she wants. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessary. God designed her to stay at home. I understand that. But sometimes, circumstance, they have to get a job. Yeah. Um, but I don't have to wear pants in order to vote. Yeah. I don't have to wear pants to prove that I can do anything. Yeah. I can climb, I can hike a mountain in a skirt. <laughs> yes. And still be decent. Yep. You can't do a mini skirt, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, I what I wear does not determine what I do. Mm-hmm. It's true. I can still live for God. I can do things. I can ride a bicycle. I can ride a horse. They did before the 1900s mm -hmm. in a skirt. Yes. And not until Hollywood came out did they start wearing pants yeah. you know you, i went to kenya a few years back yeah you were there yes sister christine can vouch for me she's mm -hmm. sitting here when you go to people out in the village without television the women are wearing skirts that's right yep when you have television and you let that thing teach you and your family the unnatural things of yeah. of God, what mm. he did not intend. Mm. And they're teaching you. You start to conform to their ways. Yeah. Oh, I want to be like Hollywood. I want yeah. to be, I'll be rich and beautiful then. And mm. the devil paints that picture. Yeah. Oh, if you dress like that, you'll be beautiful. Yeah. If you dress like that, you can get any man or woman you want. Mm -hmm. And he paints that picture, which really, that's not true. Yeah. Deceiving you. It's deceiving you, actually. And... To add to this, if you want, if you only attract a guy by how you dress, <laughs> it is so dangerous because yeah. you're going to get old and you're going to gain weight probably. Yeah. You're going to get wrinkles. You're not always going to look like that. Yeah. And if he only married you for your looks, he'll leave you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when true. You, when you're, there will always, always be someone more beautiful than you. Yeah, that's true. 
That's why it's not only the, the clothes that you wear, it's what you put on your face. And it's what portrays and how you act. Because it's what, inside. you know, sometimes we women, we, we dress what we feel. Mm-hmm. So if you want to attract, your, it's like seducing someone, mm-hmm. you will put on something seductive. And my husband says, if you dress like trash, you'll attract trash. Yes. So <laughs> be holy in and outside. So you will attract holy men yes. to you or holy women to you. And if so they're holy, they're going to be faithful to you. Yeah, you will not have problems like, <laughs> oh, this man or this woman will cheat on me. No, because they're, they're, they're acting holy and they're holy inside and out. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 through 16, we're, we probably won't read all of it, but it talks about be followers of me as I am of as also I am of Christ. Now, I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of every woman is the man and the head of God is Christ. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. Means you're dishonoring God. Yeah. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. For that is even all one. As if she were shaven. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is, if you just cut a little bit, you might as well shave it all off. We're talking about hair, ladies. <laughs> and what is your covering? Does that mean I have to wear a veil to church? Well, let's read on and see what the Bible says about that. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. Mm-hmm. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. Mm-hmm. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image and the glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. Yeah. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Mm-hmm. For this cause ought to the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. For as the woman is of the man, even so... Is the man also by the woman, but all things of God. Judge in yourselves. Is it comely that a woman pray unto God uncovered? Does not even nature itself teach you if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? Mm-hmm. Whoa. What about all those Jesus pictures with long hair? Yeah, that's a, that's not who Jesus is. Mm-mm. Neither do the Jews have long nope. hair. So I don't you know. won't see any Jews have long hair. Long beard, probably. Well, and the person who portrayed that picture was, um, they believe, a homosexual. Mm-hmm. That's why he looks like so feminine Yeah. and weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's beside the point. Let's continue reading. Okay, does not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, is it shame unto him? What does that mean? Have you ever seen women go naturally bald? No. Have you ever seen men go naturally bald? Yes. So what does that tell you? How does nature take its course? So men don't have long hair. No. It's meant for them. It falls out. Yeah, it falls out. They get bald. They have old age. They get get bald. Yeah, there are some spots sometimes in the middle, sometimes in the front, sometimes in the side. Yes, it's nature. Nature takes its course. So even nature itself teaches us. Women keep her hair and men get rid of your hair. Yeah. So, but if a woman has long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given to her for a covering. But if any man seems to be contentious, means he don't want to abide by this, 
or obey this, then we have no such custom, neither the churches of God. If you want to argue about it, this is how it is. Yeah. That's the church or God's standard, actually. Yes. And so we're talking about being holy. Is hair is your hair length holy? Mm-hmm. It is because yeah. it's a symbol to God of God's power and authority in your life. Yeah, a woman has to be covered because she is under her husband, who is under God. Mm-hmm. It's like an umbrella. Yeah, it's a covering over us, mm-hmm. and it says even our hair is given to us for a covering. Yeah, and just like the dress deal, we will jump back real quick. There's going to be a time, give it 50 years. I mentioned this before. Yeah. Give it 50 years and you're going to find men coming into the church. Straight men, not homosexuals. Straight men coming in with their wives in pants and the men wearing dresses. That would be crazy. <laughs> and you're going to have to give them a Bible study on how to dress holy. Yeah. As a man. Mm-hmm. Now, what if pastor came in here with a dress on Sunday? Wow. <laughs> that would be like, what happened? <laughs> okay, that's our reaction. Yeah. But that was their reaction years ago when a woman first put on a pair of pants. Yes. What's wrong with you? And yeah. it does, it's been so accepted by society now mm-hmm. that we don't think about that. Mm-hmm. But did you know they arrested and jailed women who wore pants? Before. When they first started coming out. If mm-hmm. a woman was caught wearing pants, they arrested them yeah. and imprisoned them. Yeah. And they even have the first lady, the first woman ever, she's recorded, she was uh, arrested and put in prison. She was the first woman mm-hmm. to be arrested wearing pants, for wearing pants. Mm-hmm. And because during those times, it's really not allowed. For we cannot wrap our minds around that because mm-hmm. it's normal to us now. Yeah. But what's going to be normal 50 years from now? How far mm-hmm. is the church going to go? Yeah. To where it's so far from the plan that God yeah. had intended for it. Yeah. That's why holiness is very important and is vital in a Christian walk of life. Yes. Because without holiness, you know, it's not only the holiness of our hearts. It's what we also yes. put on ourselves. And, and living in the Middle East, yes, men here wear robes. Yeah. They're called galabias. But... We can tell the difference between the women dress and the men dress. Yeah. The women's robes are different than the men's robes. Yeah. We went shopping the other day. Yeah. We passed by uh, a Galabia shop. When we first walk in, we know that's a man's store. Yeah. Why? Because of the color of the clothing, the way the cut that it's made. Yeah. The length, everything. We know that that is a man's store and Mm -hmm. those robes are men's. Yeah. We have no doubt in our mind. So in the Middle East, I know people outside of the Middle East, they think, well, it's all the same. No, it's not. It's they not. had distinctions, and they still yeah. have today distinctions yeah. of what a man and a woman The same wears. thing with the priests in the Old Testament. Yes. They have those robes under their bridges. Yes. And, yeah, to add to that, the men wearing the galabias have bridges on yeah. and under, the pants. Yeah. They yeah. wear the pants. But the women? No. No, they don't wear pants. They wear dresses. Yeah. So, God gave us a, a standard, a, a guideline. It's a, a road map mm-hmm. of how everything should work. It's the instruction book. Yeah. Read it because yeah. we can't afford to get this wrong. Yeah. Because the time that we go to the, 
when we go on to this walk of life that we are living in as a Christian, mm -hmm. we have to do everything in our ability to follow the guidelines that God yes. has laid out for us yes. because it's the way of our salvation. Yes. And, you know, I hear a lot of the Filipinos, <laughs> they say, well, do I have to look like an old grandma? Oh, yeah, they always call us <laughs> manang. You Filipinos there, you will, if, you will hear people say to you, you're manang because you're wearing skirts all the way to your ankle. Yes. They will say, you look like an old lady. But, you know, in the eyes of God, you're holy. So don't think of what people will say about you on how the way you dress because you're not pleasing them yes you're pleasing god and he's our bridegroom yes. whatever like for instance my husband mm -hmm. when i go shopping i don't shop necessarily especially when i'm with him mm -hmm. if i like something and he doesn't like it i put it back yeah but if he likes something even if i don't like it i will buy it because yeah. he thinks that looks good on me mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. and the same with perfume or anything mm -hmm. if he likes it i will wear it yeah and if he does the same thing, if I, if I like it, there's some shirts he didn't really, he wasn't crazy about. But because mm -hmm. I liked it, I bought it for him. Mm -hmm. He would wear it all the time for yeah. me. You know, and that's how we should be with Christ. Yeah. If he is our bridegroom, we should be pleasing him. Mm -hmm. To where we should not be pleasing others. Yeah. We're not supposed to be pleasing our coworkers or colleagues no. at work. They're not our bridegroom. You know, you can still stand for what is right and what is true in the eyes of God even at work I used to have a problem wearing a skirt at work mm -hmm. because I used to wear pants at work yes but when I talked to my manager regarding my stand against this because I told him we're, we're studying the word of God yes it's God hates if I wear these things yes so he said because here in the Middle East when you stand for what you believe in your religion they will they will accept they it. Know. They will know. They will understand. But there are some people or some managers that will not allow you. Yes. But thank God for the favor that he puts on me regarding those things. I was able to yes. wear a skirt at work without any questions from him. Even our general manager asked him. And he just said to our general manager, no, she's because she's in the church now. They think I was a nun. <laughs> but that's the only thing that they know about Christians here. Yes. They don't know the Christians in the Bible, but some of them, like recently, there was a, we have cross exposure. Mm -hmm. One hotel came to our hotel to work with us for mm -hmm. a few weeks. And he asked me, so why are you wearing skirt? And the others are wearing pants. Why you don't wear like them? Because I told him the word of God, it's abomin abomination to him. Yes. And you know what he told me? Oh, you're like the, the old Bible. Mm-hmm. The true church. The true church. Even they told my husband yeah. the same thing. He, he asked what we believed. Yeah. And we told them we believe, you know, we started in, uh, we believed the apostles, but they preached and he was like, oh, you're like the old church. Yeah. The, the, the beginning church. Yeah. They understand it. Exactly. They understand and it. And why Plain should we simple. change? Yeah. That's the church that Jesus built. Yeah. If you change the church that Jesus built upon the rock, in the, in the New Testament, mm -hmm. in the book of Acts, mm -hmm. if you change anything of what Jesus established, you are saying you are finding fault mm -hmm. with his church. And you, you are trying to change what God has established. Yeah, and it says also in the Bible that you will be plagued. Yes. 
And you will be cursed. If you change one, one bit in the word of God. Yes. And you add on it, you will be cursed. So, yes, and some people have. Yeah, so don't, don't go that far. Just do what God says and follow it. Yes, and 1 Timothy 2 and 8 through 10. I'll continue reading these two scriptures and then we'll move on. I know we sort of got stuck here. No, that's um, good. <laughs> 1 Timothy 2 and 8 through 10. I, would, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also, we're talking about holiness. Yeah. With holy hands, without wrath and doubting. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness, sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which become women, which becometh women professing godliness with good works. Mm -hmm. It goes right along with what Peter said in 1 Peter 3 and 1 through 5. Likewise, ye wives be in subjections to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, that they may also without the word be won by the conversation or the behavior of the wives. Mm -hmm. If you have an unbelieving husband, it's saying for the wives, remain with them that ye may win him. Mm -hmm. Cause, because some of the people in the churches, the women were coming in, getting saved, getting born again, and their husbands were unbelieving. Mm -hmm. So he's saying still act in a holy manner around yeah. them. Be yeah. holy even with them. Especially with your conversation yes. because you might win them through your conversation. Your conversation, your behavior, mm -hmm. your attitude. Be holy. Yeah. And it continues, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of the plating of the hair and the wearing of gold or the putting on of apparel, but let it be hidden the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God a great price. For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being subjected unto their own husbands. Mm -hmm. So when they accuse you of being dressing like a grandma, the Bible tells us to dress like the women of old. Amen. Amen. And Amen. you can still be fashionable and yeah. not look like a grandma. Yeah. You can still dress holy. Yeah. And be in a fashionable enough and look presentable yeah. enough where you don't look like... You come from the 1800s. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> you know, there's a new modest apparel that's coming out. It's not like from the old times that you have to have all those yes. underneath skirt. Now, no. There are some dresses that are really nice. Yes. That yeah. even the world looks at them and says, mm. that's nice. Yeah. You and know? most of the time they will tell me, oh, you have a pretty dress. Can I have it? <laughs> yes. And I even have the worldly yeah. people that don't dress modest mm. comment on my clothing. It That's looks true. so nice on you. You yeah. look so good. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And you can still look like you live in 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're, you know, you're following the standards of yes. God. You're yes. still. Yes. And when it talks about the plating of the hair, I'll clarify it's not talking about just braiding your hair, but back then they would, um, they would have strings of gold mm -hmm. or jewelry that they would plate inside of the hair mm -hmm. and it would hang down from their, yeah. their hair. So it was like, it was sort of like hair jewelry mm -hmm. is what that was. Mm -hmm. And when it talks about apparel, that doesn't mean that you can't put on any clothes. No, it's telling you to put on clothes, but it's talking about wearing expensive clothing I put it like this. 
when you have to wear a big Louis Vuitton, <laughs> I'm not, I, I like Louis Vuitton, I don't have anything of it, but I'm just saying, I'm not preaching against Louis Vuitton, but I'm saying, if you have to promote that to show your wealth, yeah, then it's for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, if I buy something that's original, that is ex- more on the expensive side, but I can afford something I got on sale or something, mm-hmm. you know, then I always try to get something where the name is not very visible because yeah. I'm not doing it for the name. I'm doing it for the quality. I'm mm-hmm. buying it for the quality. Yeah. You I'm, don't want to show off. I'm not being a show off. And, you know, I... I like to coach purchase yeah. purses or, you know, I'm not doing it for the name. I would yeah. rather the name because not even be on there yeah. or somewhere hidden or inside, but I like the quality of the bag. I mm-hmm. like, you know, or just anything. I like all kinds of purses. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I don't do it for the name. I don't flash it around. And yeah. I think we need to be careful about that mm-hmm. because is it holy? Yeah. Are we flashing around a Gucci purse or a Gucci belt just because of the name? Mm-hmm. Or are we doing it because we needed the belt? Yeah. You know, be careful that we don't... It's the purpose and how you wear it or why you wear exactly. it. Exactly. And I see even a lot of people in the churches, they they have a problem with that. And yeah. it's like, make sure your intentions are, are pure. Yeah. And you know, you're not trying to promote your own yeah. wealth. That's why pride needs to be taken care of when it comes to holiness. Because if you have a prideful heart, you cannot be holy. Yes. That's what holiness is all about. I thank Sister Pam for helping us and teaching us on how a Christian should live. So for our next episode, she will continue talking about this last part on how a Christian should live. So stay tuned, God bless you, in Jesus' name.